I'm Trent Norris, fund manager at Sterling Capital. And this is Michelle Nipko. I'm the podcast host, and welcome to the One Trade Podcast. Hi, Trent. Hi, everyone. Well, the market we've been anticipating actually hit this week with some remarkable up and down moves, with S&P up 44 points on Monday, proving that one man buying a large stake in Twitter can move an entire market. Then down 57 points on Tuesday, and Wednesday was a bit bipolar with 50-plus point moves up and down, proving that Fed minutes can drive us all a little bit crazy. From the highs of Tuesday to the lows of Wednesdays, the market was down 143 points, a 3% swing. Wow. You know, there's plenty of money to be made here and plenty of money to be lost. I know I felt it this week. I bet y'all did too. What are your thoughts on what's happening, Trent? Oh, hey, Michelle. The mantra, don't fight the Fed, was literally beaten to our heads ever since the great financial crisis when rates were held at 0% for seven years and multiple QEs were conducted that propped up financial assets like stocks, bonds, and real estate. Well, now we're being told that we'll be seeing the exact opposite due to high inflation. The Fed policy will be one of raising rates aggressively and quantitative tightening. So I will say until something breaks in the system like a bond or stock market crash, don't fight the Fed. I do think some of the volatility we saw in the market this week is from the general population's reality versus hope. People are hoping for the reality they are used to, but as we've been saying, Trent, things are changing because they have to deal with high inflation. We all have to, right? Right. I find it very interesting that few people are receptive towards what seems very logical. To be honest, I wasn't embracing Don't Fight the Fed back in 2009 and 2010 when it was the bottom in the stock market and real estate. I, as many others, didn't figure it out until a few years later. And what I learned from this experience is bull markets, by definition, begin with the fewest possible investors or fewest believers. Think about how hated oil stocks were in 2020 when oil went negative. Oil stocks were the top performer in 2021 and are still going strong. Wow. Yeah, Trent, it's not often we calculate percent increase of a commodity from negative to 100 in two years' time. Right. I mean, trough to peak, that is some nice returns. Good dates to remember when Elon invents that time machine he's been talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we are. And unlike the last time the Fed tried to be responsible and raise rates from 2016 to 2018, they can't pivot quickly because of high inflation. There's no more kicking the can down the road. High inflation is sort of like a Chuck Norris movie where Chuck always holds the bad guys accountable at the end. Inflation is forcing the Fed to their knees and saying the party is over. You have partied way too long and have made the markets way too drunk on cheap money. It's game over. Now the Fed is forced to get religion, and I happen to believe them until we see some serious damage in the markets. Me too. You know, it's time to take that red pill. Let's face (laughs) some reality. Well, here's the thing. The Fed may not get too far in this new policy. I mean, it it could easily be over in a quarter or two. Bond yields are soaring as the Fed is no longer backstopping them. And the 30-year mortgage rates are now above 5%. And I just read that the monthly mortgage payment it takes to buy a typical home in the U.S. is now up by a staggering 55% compared with the start of last year. Let that sink in for a minute. 
These are not normal times. Wow. That is just so crazy. It's such a, a large change in such a small amount of time. Right. You know, I really think this is going to start to sink into the housing market and the prices very soon. Right. So let's get practical here. Do we think that the asset classes that thrived over the past decade with low interest rates and low inflation will be the outperformers again in a high inflation, higher interest rate environment? I mean, let's recap. What were the places to invest in this past decade? Tech stocks, real estate, the bond market, crypto even. And what underperformed for the last decade? Commodities, energy, gold, industrial metals, and even emerging markets. And these categories are all looking good, and they just make sense in this environment. What I like about your list, Trent, is if you listen to our past episodes, these are the areas we've been choosing in our weekly stock discussions. So I really like it that it's it's sort of following our, our theme that we've been talking about the last couple of months. Right, exactly. And what's the market currently telling us? It's clearly saying that the low inflation, high growth era is over and we better get positioned properly going forward. Mm-hmm. And I also want to take a moment and encourage people who maybe didn't take full advantage of this last decade. So post the great financial crisis in their investments or careers, I would put myself in this category. I didn't have the wisdom to think financial assets could soar to the levels they have risen, nor real estate to once again becoming extremely expensive. But just like 2008 eventually gave way to a once in a lifetime entry point in investing in tech, real estate, and even Bitcoin, I believe we are now at this point in the sectors we have mentioned every week on this podcast. And I've studied of what outperformed in the 1970s and in the early and mid 2000s. And those are the two most recent similar trends to what we are experiencing now. And the path going forward is becoming more clear every week. So please be encouraged that there is still an incredible opportunity ahead. Oh, for sure. There's definitely a change in the underlying macroeconomic structure, creating some fantastic opportunities for those that are paying attention. Exactly. So for the trade of the week, I wanted to do an emerging market and I wanted to focus on Brazil. And so I chose the Brazil ETF and it's EWZ on the ticker. This idea is actually very simple. Emerging markets have been left for dead for over a decade as money has piled into U.S. equities. The EWZ Brazil ETF is made up of various sectors from mining, energy, financials, and even food. Brazil is a commodity-oriented country. Everyone who is listening, if you're able to, pull up a long-term chart of EWZ and see how after the dot-com bust, this ETF rose over, get this, 15x from 2002 to 2008 as money left tech during the last commodities boom. And now if you check out the current chart from this year, we can see that EWZ has been on an absolute tear. And we're talking about something that has been in a bear market for 14 years and now looks like it's finally breaking out. So the bullish fundamental backdrop just adds to this confirmation. So let's put this on our radar, Michelle. And if we get a nice pullback, we can start a position. Sounds great, Trent. And 
looking at it, it's currently trading at $37.86. And it looks like it also has some really nice options volume. So that's, that's a potential way to trade it as well. Yeah. You know, I was first made aware of the potential in Brazil from the very brilliant and talented Lynn Alden, who's an incredible macro thinker and strategist. Uh, she also offers an amazing free investing newsletter that I recommend everyone check out. And you can find it at her website at lynnalden.com. Yes. You know, Trent, I also follow Lynn on Twitter and she is just brilliant. So yep. if you want to follow her on Twitter, uh, she's at Lynn Alden contact. Um, I'll include that and her website in the show notes. She just has such, she's such a thought leader. Some people just copy other people on, on Twitter, but hers right. is thought leading. It's original. It's, she puts a lot of work into her and she is just brilliant. So I, I mm-hmm. highly recommend, um, Cool. Well, I I really like this trade of the week trend. It's different than what we've recommended so far, but I think really follows along the theme where they were talking about, like you were saying, money has to go somewhere. Exactly. Right? So it's not going to be going into bonds. It's not going to be going to those high-flying stocks. Where is it going to go? And I think emerging markets is is really a great, great place. Yeah. Commodity-oriented. Yes. Sorry about that. Commodity-oriented emerging markets are definitely ripe to see investments. Great. Okay. Well, you know what? Continuing to live this reality show on the stock market. It's just so interesting every week. It's so hard to know what's going to happen week to week. Like we said, last week was very exciting, a little too exciting for me. I'm ready for something a little bit slower, but I'm excited to see what's going to happen. So uh, let's have a great trading week, everybody. Thanks y'all. All right, everyone stay free. And that's the podcast. If you like the podcast and would like to hear more each week, don't forget to subscribe. And of course, we'd always appreciate a review. If you'd like to contact us to learn more about Sterling Capital or just to say hi, you can email us at onetradepodcast at gmail.com. Let's have a great trading week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. And now for the required risk disclosure. The material in this podcast is presented solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any securities or any related financial instruments, nor should any of its content be taken as investment advice. One Trade Podcast accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss or damage of any kind arising out of all or any part of this material. We recommend you consult with a licensed and qualified professional before making any investment decision.